0: Hi there. Good evening, Dr. Gary. I'm on the way home. I wish it was a little lighter out so you could see better, but I'm sorry. I'm trying to give you cutting-edge information. Uh, This is Dr. Gary on the road. I'm a dentist and a dental practice broker. I've been a broker for 11 years now, and I was a dentist for 25 years. We now have a team of employees of eight and we are growing we're in 16 states right now and we sell dental practices name of our company is healthcare practice sales llc our website is dentalpracticeguide.com so please come and visit us i'm trying to give you cutting edge information all the information you're about to hear is for informational purposes only and uh, it's more of a I would say this is not legal advice, and this is our opinion, and also this is not uh, business advice. We're just giving you some experiences we had, and we're trying to share that with you. We're open 363 days a year. We take off Christmas and Easter. So feel free to call us. We're more than happy to talk to you and give you free advice if you need it. But right now, we wanted to tell you, today's topic will be if you're serious about selling your dental practice, you have to accommodate the needs of the broker and the buyer. So what well, there's two incidents that happened in the last 24 hours He's driving me crazy. I have a practice, uh, several hundred thousand dollars the doctor is grossing. He reached out to me. Uh, he will not provide me with any financials before. And I, I pleaded with him, will you please give it to me? Fortunately, I have a, a buyer that's very interested in, in that location. And this buyer, it's more of a, a city location. And the buyer has uh, purchased uh, practices for me before. This is a serious buyer. He's ready to move on. A younger fellow. Um, and they're just really nice guys to work with. And they wanted smaller practices, not too large, and they want to grow it. They're eager to grow. They're motivated. And as you know, the typical practice, you need tax returns, profit and loss, procedure code analysis, W-2s, procedure code analysis by provider, uh, and discretionary expenses, et cetera. We need this data. Well, this one seller won't give it to me. He says, I have to meet the buyer first. Okay, we're trying to accommodate him trying to do the best I can to accommodate him Um, so he's putting all these restrictions on me so now not only is he giving me the financials and I'm doing this for 11 years and I explained to him I need the data before the buyer comes in can you just help me out so I can evaluate the practice So, I mean, I could have an attitude and just walk away from him, but I'm trying to help him out. And and maybe there's things I don't know. A lot of people are on a much longer road than you think. So he could be going through some difficult times, this one seller. So I'm trying to work with him. So he only has these restricted days that we could come and visit. My spire works five and a half days a week, has very little time and is trying to be flexible, but it's hard because he just bought another practice and it's just hard for him to break away, but he has like one day a week, half a day, he is accommodating. He can uh, break away from his schedule and move things around my buyer. The seller's inflexible. So this is what we're going through right now. And um, you know, I can understand with the buyers, if you wanna sell your practice, you've gotta at least work with the broker and work with the buyer to get that information out it doesn't necessarily mean that this and this seller reached out to me i didn't reach out to him so it doesn't mean that the seller simply doesn't want to sell it's just that some sellers you've just got to be a little patient and hopefully you could work with it uh, for, fortunately for the buyer, there aren't that many practices in this one region, so he's very excited. And the characteristics of the practice are such that the seller doesn't do any marketing, advertising, website is not a real, you know, not a super go-getter. Uh, but the buyer thinks he can really make it work because it's in a specific area that he wants to be in. So we're trying to work with him. I don't know what's going to happen, but this is the, some of the uh, hard times you got to go through with the broker. It's never easy. We'll try to work with him, but. You've got to be a little flexible to think about that buyer. He's a younger gal or guy that's trying to get their career together and just be a little bit accommodating as a seller. The next one we have, we have a seller that's a little under the age of 80, has gone through some huge, I mean huge, operations in the last year and a half. I mean, most people, they would be devastated, but is a great personality, keeps pressing forward. But these... Uh, you know, his future diagnosis is limited, and he's, you know, closing in on 80, and he's still so difficult for us. He happens to have a nice practice, associated in place, the associate doesn't want it. The practice is older. I'm talking like 25, 30 years old is the equipment, but it's a large space. And he wants to sell the building. The building's well over 100 years old. I still have buyers. But this seller does not want to listen to market value of the real estate based on bank appraisals. He doesn't want to hear about it. The building needs a massive amount of uh, of uh, problems with it. Massive. Uh, practice is uh, extremely old, but good numbers. And, uh, the seller simply will not listen to what market value is from the bank, will not listen to what the approximate market value of the practice is, because you got to kind of subtract out all the renovations that are needed to kick this thing up to at least somewhat contemporary, because the equipment is so old, but it has good bones, it's good cash flow, but you simply have a stubborn seller, incredibly stubborn. Now, the seller is giving us the stats and the statistics, but the seller is not. Uh, will not listen to market value. We think eventually he'll come around, but it's real hard I mean, you've got to sympathize a little bit with the buyer. The buyer is willing to pay market value The practice minus all the renovations that will be needed um, Because the cash flow is one thing, but if you have to dump so much money into Renovations it, it you know, you have to adjust the the selling price a little bit um, but We'll do the best we can, but this it makes it more challenging for us. If you have a building, and fortunately we have a buyer that wants to buy the building in the practice, but if you make it so difficult for the buyer, you're gonna lose the buyer, and then you're gonna lose the next buyer. So we generally don't give up. We try to hang in there as uh, as brokers. Fortunately, I have two CPA accountants that can help communicate with the seller, but it's just really, really hard. And these these two incidents are giving us a hard time. I guess it is easy for us to walk away because fortunately we have some much, much larger deals we're working on. But in the end, we think both sellers in these two instances will be happy when we can put the deal together. And uh, we're trying, but that's what you go through. Uh, remember, we're here to help you. Uh, whether you're a buyer or a seller, want to sell to a private individual or to a uh, a large DSO dental service dental support organizations, we can help you in both. It's many of the dental support organizations DSOs are now paying our commission, uh, so it makes it easier for you and some of the DSOs are paying the legal fees. Uh, They'll do a reimbursement at closing. So it's a great market for a seller. Now's the time to sell. We're here to help you, and uh, please give us a call at any time. We're available to you. Thank you.